0: Guys, Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, May 4th, 2016. And are you adept at the art of flirting? If you're a guy, are you adept at the art of flirting? Well, we have an expert, Liz Rave is going to be on and she's going to talk to us about how men and women can get better at dealing with the opposite sex. She's a dating coach and an author, and we're going to bring her on in a few minutes. Uh, Let's get started with uh, just talking about the show a little bit. First, my opening music, I just want to give a shout out to the band NOBA, led by Dave Baziri, a guy, a former colleague of mine in advertising. He's got a great band and he's a great guitar player. And uh, I think the name of that song is Uninspired from one of their CDs. So So, NOBA, N O B A. Check them out. Very good group. Uh, what's going on out there in guys, guys world? Well, got a couple of things. Uh, first of all, tomorrow's Cinco de Mayo, and uh, if you like tequila, uh, you like to kick off the summer in a fun way. Uh, tomorrow's a good day to get started. There's usually a lot of specials and a lot of things going on at the local bars, particularly in you know the big cities and in the Southwest, where you've got tequila flowing pretty much 12 months of the year not as big a deal in new york but it's still pretty darn big and it's one of my favorite spirits i like uh, tequila i like rum i used to be into the whole flavored vodka thing but i kind of grew out of that i guess because it's just too sweet i'm not a brown goods guy i know a lot of my friends are all into bourbons a lot of the dudes are into bourbons these days i just uh i like maker's mark that's pretty traditional but i just haven't gone too deep into uh you know, getting it to Pappy Van Winkle and things like that, if you can get hold of it. But, uh, anyhow, tomorrow's Cinco de Mayo. You wouldn't know that by the weather here in New York, it's been cold and rainy it's supposed to be cold and rainy the rest of the week temperatures only in like the forties. So people are walking around with down jackets on and hats and umbrellas. And this is like day after day of this. It's we had better weather a month ago here in New York. So it's, it's amazing. It you just never know what you're going to get these days. Weather-wise. Um, I was reading about uh, a great concert series that's happening in Indio, California. I'm not sure exactly where Indio is. Um, I think it's in Southern California. But uh, in October, I think the second week of October, they've got a three day festival on a weekend. And the first night is Bob Dylan and then the Rolling Stones. And the second night is Neil Young and then Paul McCartney. And then the third night is The Who and then Roger Waters, formerly of Pink Floyd they've got the, they're calling it old old cella as a joke uh or desert trip is really the marketing name for it but wow what a fantastic spectacle that's going to be getting the, all those big bands together uh in one place you've got Beatle stones who neil young part of pink floyd and dylan like wow amazing three days i think the tickets are you can buy one night for a hundred two hundred bucks uh and then all three for three hundred and ninety-nine dollars. And actually that's not that bad because if you go to see, I know the lowest I think the cheapest tickets to see, uh I was reading today in the paper, like Beyonce would be eighty four dollars is the cheapest ticket. So I figure you're gonna pay over a hundred uh at least. And if you see the stones, you could be paying five hundred to a thousand dollars a ticket anyhow. So Uh, I'm not sure exactly what that gets you besides into the venue, but it sounds like a pretty decent deal. And I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun beyond the music. It's probably going to be a great time with a lot of good looking, fun people out there. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. I think tickets go on sale on the 9th on Monday. Um, What else is happening? Of course we have the crazy election stuff. We have, believe it or not, Donald Trump looks like the Republican nominee much to the chagrin of the Republicans and to, A lot of people who have some degree of intelligence in this country that you've got somebody who's been spewing uh, some of the things that he's been saying. It's interesting. He struck a nerve because a lot of people are fed up. Very understandable. And he's identified a lot of issues that people are fed up about. Also very understandable. Um, But how he's kind of gotten to his solutions has been. Really, in my opinion, just a, a little bit weak. There's really not much to his solutions besides tr- trust me. And how can you trust him? Uh, he doesn't have any experience in government. Um, he's been really nasty to other people. And I think him and I assume Hillary is going to outlast Bernie Sanders uh, because she's got the super delegates. And to me, that's probably the only reason. But it's going to be a real romp em, stompum em, ugly four or five months with those two slugging it out, Hillary and Donald Trump. It's going to get ugly and it's not a good thing. So fasten your seat belts for that. Um, what else is happening? Well real quick, just the whole guy's guys brand, if you will, and then our movement is based on when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. Better men better world. And it all started with my novel, A Guy's Guy's Guy to Love. You can pick it up on Amazon, any of the e-tailers, or in some bookstores, you can get the physical copy or an ebook. And uh, it's about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. And from there, and because of the title, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love, I got a lot of press and we opened up our blog, Robert com, where I write my weekly blog on life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And we take on a lot of men's issues from relationships to wellness to spirituality to job-related things and just the whole life, love, and the pursuit of happiness, a whole ball of wax on there. I'm also on Facebook, Robert Manny Author, Twitter at Robert Manny, YouTube, Robert Manny Author, and every podcast of Guys Guys Radio. If you missed the show, you can pick us, pick us up on iTunes, and now we're on Stitcher, and in a couple of days, we should be on TuneIn Radio also. So you, sub- you can subscribe and just listen whenever you want, and if you want to call in, I see we have some callers lined up, so please stay on the line, folks. Uh, Our number is 347-945-5834, 347-945-5834. So since we have everybody lined up waiting to go, let's get to it. So let's talk about our guest, Liz Rave, a little bit, The Art of Flirting. Uh, This week, dating coach Liz Rave joins Guys Guys Radio. She started off as a dating coach working at Inner Game Magazine. She's the author of the Getting Inside a Woman newsletter. We like that. And she's coached men on how to be more attractive. Now she writes the Art of Flirting blog, blog at artofflirting.com and coaches both men and women on learning to flirt in a way that's authentically, that authentically expresses themselves and wakes up their sexual vitality so that they can form healthy, passionate relationships. So that's all good. So let's bring Liz on there now, on here now. And then if you're called in and you're on hold, just hang in there. We'll get to you. Let's try. the. I'm going to try the 415 area code first for Liz and see if she's there. Hello. Good evening. Guys, guys, radio. Is this Liz? Hello. Okay, we have nothing there, so I'm going to go to the 949 number. I'm going to cut that off, and I'm going to go to the 949. I think Liz is here. Good evening, Liz.
1: Hi, Robert. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thanks so much for being on the show, and welcome to Guys Guys Thanks Radio. Thanks for having me. Um, let's get right to the beginning. Uh, what inspired you to become a kind of dating coach and a kind of flirting guru, if you will?
1: Well, it started uh, somewhat by accident. I actually moved to Southern California to pursue a career in screenwriting, writing romantic comedies and love stories. Of course, that was my interest. Um, And I got a job writing dating advice and I had read a lot of dating advice when I got this job for my own benefit because my own dating life was a bit of a disaster in my Um, Mm twenties. But I hadn't really thought about a career in it until I started to Write actually, my good friend and mentor Sean Stevenson had me writing the Getting Inside a Woman column that you mentioned earlier for men uh, on his website. And when I saw the responses that I was getting, when I saw the capacity to talk with men and really some of the things that men were struggling with, it just inspired me to move in that direction. I felt like I could really help people this way a lot better than. Through screenplays, because what I realized, what I really wanted to do, was just inspire people to find really amazing love and really amazing relationships, and it seemed like this was a better venue than Hollywood.
0: Okay, uh, how did you? Uh, what was your sense of uh, Hollywood? I'm asking you because I've been out there pitching. A, I have a adapt adaptation of my novel into a, both a TV series and a feature, and. Uh, you know, it's so much, I'm, and I come from the advertising world in New York, and in New York, people tell you right away, no, if it's no. And in Hollywood, everybody says yes, and they love everything, but they, they just never tell you if it's no, because I guess they want to keep the door open, because it's so topsy-turvy. You never know when something's going to break through, because the pipeline, it takes so long to get something done there.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's also part of what deterred me, honestly, is I was actually in a screenwriting class, at the time that I started working for Sean and writing, getting inside a woman. And, um, and so I would have this experience of going to class and the teacher and the students talking about, Oh man, you're lucky. If anyone will even read your script, then I'd go home, check my email. I would get emails from men all over the world who had already read what i would had to write for the newsletter saying, thanks, this changed my life. So I think again, um, you know, there was just more of a a capacity to make a difference. That being Mm -hmm. said, I think, you know i i don't I would knock Hollywood it just wasn't for me um but I would say good luck because i I think you know I have met people in Hollywood and I have had clients who work in hollywood and and um I do think that, that i it, it, it's like anything it's like dating you know you learn to navigate it and then you can navigate it
0: yep. You know, it's interesting. The gestation period is so long that a lot of people just say, I I can't wait. They have to do something else. A a buddy of mine who actually co-wrote the TV series with me, he went out and then he got a free ride at USC screenwriting school and then he got representation with Gersh and he sold his first movie. He picked up on something else and uh, rewrote it and it's his. And, uh, and Sony picked it up, and it's been greenlit now, but it took um, for it to be in the pipeline, if you will, like three and a half years of since it was approved.
1: Oh, yeah, it takes a long time, yeah.
0: And uh, so it's really amazing. So you really have to do some other things. So, uh, well, you're doing great in what you're doing, and uh, let's talk a little bit about what, you know, I talk to dating experts quite frequently, and I respect all of them, and they all have kind of a little bit of a different point of view, and yet a lot of them say, similar things. And it's really, you have to, you know, be yourself and follow your heart and treat other people respectfully and stuff. What is it? What, what does Liz rave stand for?
1: Well, those things you mentioned, of course. And I would say what I stand for is really relationships where you're, you're happy and the other person is happy. So it's a win-win and the, the two of you can come together even when you're just meeting, but certainly once you're in mm-hmm. a relationship and form something that's really unique and beautiful between the two of you. And I think sometimes what happens, a lot of people look at relationships as this thing that they have to sort of get, you know, like I'm going to get a good job. I'm going to get a good house. So I'm going to get my relationship mm-hmm. and then I'm going to have my kids. And they're all sort of possessions. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I talk about with my clients is that attraction is a process relationships are a process You're constantly relating to other people. So just right. bringing it back to what's happening in the moment. What are you doing? Are you feeling good? Is the other person feeling good? If not what's going on and taking it out of some of the more manipulative games that I think it's easy to get stuck into. I mean, I still get sucked into them from time to time. Um, you know, it's an ongoing practice, mm-hmm. sure. but, but just bringing it back to, how can we create something that feels really good for everybody? That's beneficial for everybody involved.
0: Great. Um, yeah, you know, I, in, I was reading. Uh, somebody put an article up, a HuffPo thing or something, from a Facebook post, and it was about a, a young woman who was kind of complaining. I took it as complaining about, you know, dating sucks and uh, guys don't ask women out anymore. They just want to hang out. And then if you have casual sex, you don't know what with the guy, if he's going to see you again. And, you know, my, my when I read it, I, I could totally uh, empathize with the the young lady on there. But on the other hand, you know, people have to be responsible for their own behavior. You have to set a standard. You have to lead by example. So you don't have to go out if somebody wants to hang out. Don't go out with them. You, you can you can lay down the law in terms of, you know, you're going to go out with men who are really men. And and the more relationship experts I talk to seem to indicate that the women want men to be men and the men are a little bit in the crosshairs with not knowing what a man is supposed to be now. What's your take on that yes. and the state of dating today?
1: Yeah. Um, I think that, I think it's true for both genders. I think that it's there's this idea that men should be men and man up and you got to be a real man. And when we throw these ideas around, we throw these phrases around, nobody really knows what that means. We can take a stab at it. But what I have come to learn is that as men start to try to live up to this image of masculinity, they get more and more anxious and then they have a harder time attracting women, Um, regardless of whether or not they're living up to the standards. And, I think the same is true for women. I think that there's also a lot of pressure put on women to act and be a certain way in dating and whether or not women can actually live up to that is, you know, it depends on the woman, but even if they're living up to it, they're not necessarily having a good time. They're not necessarily getting satisfaction from that. So I think the state of dating is whatever you make it. But what you said about taking responsibility, yeah, I mean, I love dating. And um, I'm in an open marriage, so I date now, even though I'm married. And I oh. talk to people who say dating sucks. But I think it's like what we just said about Hollywood. It's what you make of it. Mm-hmm. Anyone can learn to navigate this and then have a good time.
0: Okay. Let's, uh, you know, since we've got a caller on hold from the 215 area code, I'm going, to ask the, I'm going to bring the caller on if it's okay with you, Liz. And all I ask for you, caller just tell us your name and what your question is. Hi, welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Who am I speaking with? This is Josh. Hey, Josh. How you doing?
2: Hey, Josh. Good. How are you guys?
0: Thanks for calling in.
2: Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'll get right to it. Uh, I've been out of the dating pool uh, about 29, 29 years old. Uh, I've been out of the dating pool for about a year, I think. Um, I, I took myself out intentionally you know, after being on a few dates and it didn't work out real well with somebody. So, um, and I think my confidence has been uh, not so good. Uh, that has definitely been kind of down. So how can I kind of build up the confidence to to put myself back out there and, and hopefully be uh, more successful uh, this time around?
0: Go ahead, Liz.
1: Sure. Thanks for your question. Um, one of the things that you have to realize about confidence is that it's we tend to use this word confidence like it's this blanket statement a person either is or is not confident really confidence describes how you feel about your specific ability to do something like I'm confident in my ability to cook for example I'm a good cook Um, people have told me that and I'm not confident in my ability to play basketball right so so confident is relative to what you feel comfortable doing so when you talk about building up confidence. Um, one of the best ways you can build up confidence is to develop skills so that it's grounded in reality. And it's not, you know, just this delusional positive thinking thing that can sometimes happen where, you know, you can write affirmations, like I'm really good at dating, but if you don't believe it, that's not going to do anything. So I would say the best thing you can do is really start thinking about what are some social skills, what are some dating skills that you could develop um, So that you are confident in your ability to go out. The men that I talk to that are successful at dating, they, they know how to get women. Like that's sort of a common factor is whatever their particular method of doing that is, they have a sense. If I go to this bar, if I go to this party, if I go to this place, this is who I'll meet. This is what will happen. And this is my likelihood of success. And it's usually pretty high. And that's a very different mentality than just I'm going to go out there and see what happens um, where there's a little bit more risk involved.
2: Does that help answer your question? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I I think I've tried some of the affirmations before, and, yeah, they, 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 they certainly don't work if you don't believe it. I totally agree on that. Um, I think mindset's a, a lot of it, and I think a lot of it is just kind of like, i, I don 't know maybe like identifying like the one or two skills that I need to have I think I know like I just wanted to friends a lot and so um, trying to um, have that kind of the right I guess sexual energy um, you know and, and i don 't know if, if that 's something that I should be practicing or not but
0: uh, let me ask you something uh, Josh uh, if you want to go get a little guy 's guy vibe on this if that 's okay since it it is sure. my show. Um, what is it that you, why do you feel you're not confident? What isn't you're not confident about? Are you like, you seem like a, you seem very centered when I'm speaking to you. Do you have trouble speaking with women or are you comfortable with, with women or what, what is it about it? Did you get, you know, your confidence like dinged a little bit Did you get dumped or something or what, what happened? What, why do you feel that you're not confident?
2: Yeah. I mean, I definitely, uh, I, I, th- I thank you for saying that. Um, I, I, I think, um, that there is definitely confidence a lack of confidence around in social environments. Um, I think lately, especially in work, I've been in like I've been in group situations and kind of not really known what to say and felt a little bit lost. Um, I think and also from experience, my experience with women, you know, I've never had a girlfriend. Um I've just you know, I've been able to get on them, you know, a, a few dates and maybe date for a couple of months but never ha haven't been able to, you know, uh, get over that hump, if you will. Um, so I think the experience of not being able to get there is kind of like holding me back and wondering if if I can do it.
0: Why? Well, of course you can, but why, why do you think what's, what's holding you back?
2: I mean, it's, it's myself. I guess it's a, I guess it's, it's a belief system. Um, you know, um, uh, not, yeah, and I'm I'm trying to listen to you and say, hey, yeah, I, I can, and, and I try and think that way, but, um, but it's 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 tough to, it can be tough to to believe in to like em, to embody that, um, to really like believe in myself. I, I I think it's just, um, I think it's just tough for me.
0: Well, you're uh, you're healthy, right? Yeah. Okay, you have a job, right? Yeah. You're in your prime, you're 29. Mhm. Right. You, do you like what you see when you look in the mirror? You're comfortable with who you are?
2: Uh some days, yes, some days no.
0: Overall, would women say, "Hey, you're a decent-looking guy?"
2: I think so. I mean, some days okay. I know I don't I don't groom, I don't present myself very well. Okay. Um
0: Well, help me out here, Liz. I mean, I think you got to start, you know, you got to take a, you got to do a ground up thing. You got to identify what the issues are that are holding you back and then take steps to work on those issues because I think you got a lot of stuff going for you. Uh, You seem like a nice guy. You've got a job. You're in your prime. Um, You know, things like not grooming yourself as the way you could or whatever, you know, that's on you. You could. That's easy to do. Take a shower. Don't overthink it. Wear some clothes that fit you well and get out there and say, hi, I'm Josh. And uh, there's so many, listen, there's so many jerks out there. Women are looking for to meet good guys. And uh, that doesn't mean schmucks. It means good guys who know who they are and know what they're all about and are comfortable in their own skin. So you project that you're comfortable with who you are, you know, you're going to succeed. And the first thing is to take the steps to become comfortable with you, who you are. I think you're close, you got to work on a couple of things, but I think you'll get there quickly. What do you think, Liz?
1: Yeah, I um, I would agree with that. And one thing I'd love to add is um, earlier when you're talking, Josh, you used the word embody. You said I don't know how to embody it or something like that. And I just want to draw attention to that because that's probably the number one thing that I see with the guys that I work with is that you know all this stuff, right? You you know. Probably you've heard it before, what Robert and I are saying, If you haven't, Um, but you know it, and yet how do you take it from ideas in your head to a practice in your body? That can be challenging for men in particular um, Mm -hmm. for lots of reasons. And so that's maybe something that I would draw attention to is to start thinking about how can you do things to just get yourself more in your body, Um, even just starting with a self-awareness practice, like when I'm out, you know, or when you're out, noticing what's going on in my body. Do I feel nervous? Do I feel tense? Do I feel relaxed? And not judging it, making it right or wrong, but just noticing when I go out, I get nervous. And what's up with that? Where does that come from? You know, that's something I explore a lot in coaching. So that's probably something because – Sexual attraction happens more in the body and and with emotions than it does in the head. And so this is a skill for connecting with women, attracting women as well as just being more relaxed and having a better time socially is feeling more comfortable in your own body, which I think you said as well, Robert. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think you're definitely on the right track.
0: Okay. Hey, Josh, just a quick question. Where did you hear about the? How did you find out about the show?
2: Uh, I found out I got uh, an email from Liz uh, a short time ago, about an hour or so. Okay.
0: Well, I would say, first of all, thank you. And uh, I wanted to, I'm glad we could both spend some time with you on this. Did we help you out?
2: Yeah, definitely. Thank you. And I I, I think self awareness is is a great first step and definitely uh, learned a few things from you guys. So I appreciate it.
0: Okay. Please check out. Check out Liz's uh, blog, Art of Flirting, and check out mine, uh, robertmanny.com. I've got stuff for guys every week. You look, there's 250 blog posts on there. I think I've covered everything until I got three coming up over the next couple of weeks that are all about online dating. We're going to talk about that next. So hang in there, Josh, and thanks for the call. All
2: right, great. Thanks thanks a lot.
0: All right, be good. Okay, as I mentioned, uh, Let's talk about online dating a little bit. I know on your website, Liz, you had uh, wrote uh, a very interesting uh, blog about uh, you kind of took on the role of a guy uh, through one of your friends, I guess, or acquaintances uh, to see what it's like to experience online dating from the male perspective. And uh, so I I want to talk about that. But first, let's talk about, let's just touch, if you don't mind, let's talk about technology Uh, is it a friend or a foe for people dating nowadays? Let me just give you a perspective. Um, Back in the day, you know, when I started dating, it was you walk up to the bar, you see somebody you like, you say, hi, my name's Lou, can I buy you a drink? And uh, you're going to get shot down uh, sometimes and you're going to meet somebody. But overall, it it taught me and a lot of other guys uh, how how to be comfortable around women and how to kind of, be adept at the art of conversation. It's almost like being in sales, where you have to know who you are, what you you know what you have to sell, and why it's different, and what the other person is, is looking for. But nowadays, it seems like if you're a guy, you can sit at home in your tidy whities and score dates with a lot of hot chicks just by you know online, uh, if you have a pretty good rap, and the, and then as well as texting back and forth. So let's first discuss. What do you think about technology for how it how it impacts today's daters, and then we'll talk about your blog uh, your experience as a guy online dating?
1: Yeah, um, well, I think the technology I think it has positive and and negative effects um, the the positive effect we'll start with that is that you can meet people that you wouldn't otherwise meet, and I think mm-hmm. there are so many busy People now Like we're just busy and lives are fast paced. And it's almost like, even if there aren't a lot of things, like I have a flexible schedule, I still find myself just busy and overwhelmed. I think that's just sort of part of how we move in the world today. Mm -hmm. That um, for a lot of people, just the convenience of online makes such a difference. When my husband and I opened up our marriage, um, I went on OKCupid and I met lots of guys. And I, it, it was all online. You, you know, you talked about like getting dates from your tidy whities I thought about mm-hmm. like, how many nights, you know, how many nights I would just hang out at home on the computer in my underwear, right. and mm-hmm. that's how I got dates. That's that's a nice convenience, and I think for a lot of people, it's almost a necessity. Um, well, it's nice you for screening, can, screening
0: too. Yeah, you can screen somebody. Yeah, it's nice quickly.
1: for screening as well. Um, I think where there's a little bit of a disadvantage to it is that it is not really conducive to actually creating that spark of attraction in the same way. And I think that people run into problems when they think that it will do that, uh, men and women. Um, I think it's much more useful to just use it as a way to see who's in my area, who's local, who do I have some kind of connection with, things in common with, and then meet them. And see, is there attraction here? You know, if you're going online and you're thinking you're going to fall madly in love with someone by typing back and forth, that does happen sometimes, but I I don't think that's what you should go and expect to have happen. Um, And so that's where I think there just needs to be a little bit of awareness of what the technology is good for and where there's maybe a limitation you're not going to have the same attraction as you will talking in person because you've got body language, you've got pheromones yep. in the air and all kinds of things mm-hmm. that contribute to attraction.
0: Yeah. That don't That's happen
1: through a phone or a computer.
0: Yeah. Over my uh, experience online dating. And actually uh, I met my wife uh, on match.com. She actually, she winked at me and uh, she went on for a three day trial. I'm the only person she met and we've been married six years. So pretty wild. And I have been on and off for, you know, about, two, two, two and a half years or so after a a long-term relationship. And I was having the time of my life, but I I developed this routine where, because at first I was like a lot of people, I just dove into the, I just dove into online dating and I didn't think about what I wanted. And I looked at the picture and like, wow, she looks good. And then I didn't get that spark that you had mentioned, Liz. And then I realized that the energy changes. You really have to read a woman's profile and you really have to think about it. If you're a guy and the energy changes between the first contact online, which might be an email, and then, then maybe you get into texting. And then the next step is a phone call. I would always want a phone call because the energy changes when you hear somebody's voice for the first time. It really does. And uh, it, it killed a couple of, uh, uh you know, relationships to be, if you will, when I heard, you know, the voice is just, it just didn't work. And then the third exchange of energy, of course, as you were mentioning, when you meet in person, all bets are off because then you've got body language, you've got energy, you've got pheromones, you've got all kinds of stuff. And it's, it's really different stages. What, what are your thoughts on, on that?
1: Yeah, I, I would say, um, I, I would agree with what you just said. And I think that, you know, I think one thing that I would share is that as someone who dates multiple people at the same time, I have, I can compare and, and when I went on OKCupid and started actively pursuing dating online and, and meeting different men, most of, who are also in open relationships, open marriages, um, one of the things that I noticed is the men that I ended up really connecting with and having chemistry with, they were not my favorite profiles for the most part. Mm-hmm. They were not the guys that I looked at their profile and thought, oh, yeah, him. Um, in fact, one guy, I saw his profile and even we had a couple of text exchanges And I I thought, yeah, you know what, I'll just meet him, but I'm not that into him. And he's one of my favorites now. Um, Mm -hmm. There's another guy that I was convinced he was going to be my soulmate. And as soon as we started texting, I was like, this guy is crazy. I don't even want to text with him anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, so that just showed me how inaccurate your perception of somebody can be versus their profile and how you really need to take those steps that you mentioned. Look at the profile. I look at, what does okay, Keep it have to say about our compatibility? Because we'll give you a percentage. And it's pretty accurate in my experience. Other people have different opinions on that. But you got to go through the steps. I and mean, at each step, you do need to evaluate, like you said.
0: Now, do you uh, find, just a, as a personal aside, and I hope you don't mind, uh, when you're in an open relationship, finding, you know, I know, a, a, do you, do? You, is it challenging to find other people be honestly in an open relationship when you're... Uh, meeting people online?
1: No, not really. I mean, people have messaged me saying I'm in a haha, not not-so-open marriage, winky face. I don't respond to those messages. Right,
2: right. Um,
1: but most of the time, you know, when you meet someone, they, they'll talk about their relationship, they'll show up to the date wearing the wedding ring. I've met the wives and girlfriends. Like, there is a lot of openness okay. in open relationships. It's a different kind of dating, a little bit than single, but a lot of the same principles of attraction and meeting people it will still apply. But yeah, I haven't run into that where, you know, I then find out it wasn't really open mostly because I like most women in open dating men in open relationships will scream and say, yeah, okay. I'd like to meet girlfriend. I'd like to meet your wife. Mm-hmm. And usually that's, that's somewhat standard. Um, so yeah, it's not as much of a problem as, as you might think.
0: What what usually and then I'll then I'll switch subjects I promise but I'm just curious like uh, for women in general uh, or other people who are in open marriages let's just say that um, what are they usually what is usually missing or what are they looking for in meeting other people is it like are they bored like they like to meet other people is it like you know, their their spouse is their best friend and it's a they need sexual out and out sexual outlet or. What's what's what are you? What's the usually the top three criteria for why people are in open relationships from your perspective?
1: Well, I think it would vary from person to person. Um, you know, some people are unhappy. Uh, my husband and I have loved being in an open relationship. Not that it hasn't brought up some difficulties, but for the most part, it's been a very positive experience for us. But he shared with me a statistic that it was something like more than half of relationships that decide to be open break up. Um, or something like that. I don't know the exact statistics now. Mm -hmm. So I I think it just depends. You know, some people are probably looking for an out. (laughs) Um, Uh For me personally, I mean, I write a blog called The Art of Flirting, and and I love dating and love flirting. I think I just couldn't be without it. (laughs) You know, Uh it it wasn't even that I needed multiple sex partners. And I I mean, I have multiple sex partners now, and that's fun too. Um, But that's not what I was looking for. I really just wanted an outlet. To, to date and be social in a way that, that I enjoy. And and I, I love men. I mean, that's why, you know, this is guys, guys radio. So I mm-hmm. I love men and I love meeting men and, and talking with men and no two men are exactly alike. And, um, you know, I have a husband and a boyfriend and they, they're different people. So I have different mm-hmm. relationships with them. I don't, it's not like one is filling in the gaps for the other. It's sort All of right. like, if, mm-hmm. you're, if you're a wine drinker, you like more than one kind of wine. Well, sure. if you love men, you like more than one kind of man. That's how mm-hmm. I would answer it for myself.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I not mean to pry, but I yeah, think it's sure. really an interesting, it's an interesting subject matter and is relative to the whole, thing, you know, what we're talking about. So um, let's talk again about your, uh, the blog you wrote, uh, Online Dating as a Guy. Tell us about your experience.
1: So I took over uh, a friend's profile, and um, basically, you know, he shared with me, here are the women I like, and here's sort of what I want to put out there. So I, I, because I wanted to make sure it was authentic to him, um, but the experience that I had was ha- how do you write messages to attract women? And I found that it, it took a lot more effort and brain power to sit down and really craft these messages and how it just, it's more effort than it is for a woman, you know, because I would look at my OKCupid like, oh, I have a free fifteen minutes in between doing, you know, one mm-hmm. thing and the next thing, and I'll just quickly look at some messages. I'm going to delete most of them anyway. It's a very different attitude than I need to sit down at my computer and I need to put time and effort into this in the same way that I would put into an article or, mm-hmm. you know, some some product that I'm creating. And it was just very eye-opening to see how much effort it takes for men. Um, especially by comparison to women. So that was really um, what I got out of that experience. I'm going to actually do it again uh, with at least one other guy, probably more, so that I continue to learn more from it. But that's what I learned from this first experiment.
0: So you, you, what you're saying is, and correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, is that beyond the profile, the, uh, the approach, if you will, was critical in terms of uh, one guy differentiating himself from another guy and you know being above the herd. So, you know, I would think a lot yes. of it would, would be the profile of a guy, you know, if he if he knows how to write, I'm not saying a clever profile, but pretty clear about who he is, what he wants and not being arrogant and uh, not taking himself too seriously, not not putting up 27 pictures and 19 of them where he has no shirt on. Just like be, being somebody like you say, hey, this, I, I got a sense who this guy is. And if he approaches me with something like, for instance. He mentioned something that uh, I mentioned in my profile and he had a follow-up question or a comment about that. And maybe if I think he's cute and everything else checks out, then I'll reply to him. Mm -hmm. And so it's not the the message, all, you know, the messaging part of it, all it is is becomes he, he just uh, took that next step and didn't screw up. It wasn't like he was a great messenger. He just showed me through his message. He demonstrated that he read my profile and he's, He's he seems normal and he can he can put together a very short email or whatever to me. So I'll respond. Tell tell us about how, you know, thoughts on that and then how you kind of screened uh, how you kind of honed your email game when you were approaching women.
1: Yeah, one of the things that I did um, just sort of as a basis of comparison is that while I was focusing on this guy's profile, I, I left my profile up for a week unattended because I had taken it down because I was happy with the amount of people I already had in my life. But I left it up just to see what, what happened. And, you know, when I looked at, I got about 40 messages in one week, which is lower than I think what most women get, but because I'm marked as in a relationship instead of single, I don't Mm -hmm. think I'm as widely searchable. And I think that's why. So I had about, let's say 40 messages from men during the same time, I mean, I was working on this profile longer than a week, but, you know, let's just compare like one week of me writing, you know, thoughtful messages from the guy versus uh-huh. one week of receiving messages. When I went and looked at the, mes- the messages that I received, you know, I looked at that, I thought, wow, I got 40 messages. And, you know, the guy's profile, I think, got one message the entire time. You know, wow, what a difference. But when I looked at those 40 messages, none of them demonstrated that these guys had taken the time to read my profile. Mm-hmm. None of them it. really demonstrated. They were all like high smiley face, you know, right. or hey baby, what's up?
0: Or you're hot. And or something,
1: right. so the, yeah, or you're you're hot or you're pretty. Um, one of my favorite ones I've gotten this a couple times is uh How'd a girl like you how's a girl like you still single and I'm like, well, they definitely didn't read my profile if they're writing that to me. So, um, right. So when I look at that, that actually showed me, you know what? even though most messages are not responded to by women, that if you take the time to craft a thoughtful message, you are going to stand out. And it doesn't need to be, you know, you don't need to be a writer, like a professional writer. You just need to indicate, I read your profile, and I'm interested in you specifically, and I'm not just looking for a woman, a woman, any woman to hook up with. That's really, I think, what women are screening for when they look through messages the first time around.
0: Okay. Um, this is guys, guys radio. Our special guest is Liz rave. If you want to give us a call three, four, seven, nine, four, five, five, eight, three, four, three, four, seven, nine, four, five, five, eight, three, four. Um, Liz. Uh, so what was, what, what did, how did that make you feel, uh, kind of seeing how us guys live and it's, a, and you know what, the other thing we have with men is we're, you know, we're, we're solitary hunters, if you will. Uh, so we, it's not easy being a guy uh, contrary to popular belief. Uh, we have to, you know, we have to break through. Uh, it seems like women are going to get more contact uh, whether it's online or offline. And uh, a guy's got to step through a step over a lot of hurdles. What was, how did you feel? Did it make you feel different about men and what we go through? It
1: did. It did. It, it mostly confirmed what a lot of men have been telling me for years, but I, I hate to say this. I didn't totally take them seriously. until I put myself in those shoes, like not that I didn't believe them, but it's more like I thought, well, that guy's probably insecure and this is probably not the experience of most men. Um, and, and now I sort of see it very differently. I see that you use the phrase solitary hunters. I think one of the things that I realized is it's much easier for women to get initial contact with people than it is for mm. men. Yeah. And after that, it balances out to where everybody's sort of struggling with a lot of the same things yep. um, or at least similar things. But, and so I used to sort of dismiss that more and say, well, who cares? Cause once you get past the initial contact, then we're all sort of in the same soup trying to figure it out. It. But I don't think I realized how much that initial contact makes a difference. And one of the things that a client pointed out to me is he said, you know, a woman who has no dating experience can just walk outside and eventually someone will give her some dating experience. But a man who has no dating experience, like he's just got to figure it out. Otherwise, it's not happening. And that I don't think I realized what a difference that actually makes in somebody's experience. So now I have a lot more compassion for that. And, um, you know, just that initial, wow, like no one's coming to help these guys along, they really have to do it themselves. You know, I mean, you can have help, like you can hire a coach, like you or me or whoever, sure. but but there's no like woman that's going to pick you off the street and say, it's okay, honey, let me help you. You know, he still has to take the initiative to hire someone like me in order to learn how to do it. So there's just this, this self initiative, self action taking thing that needs to happen that doesn't necessarily need to happen for women. And when you've had your heart broken, when you've been beaten down, when you've been rejected, it's hard to get that up. pun intended.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking of beaten down, you also have a very interesting blog post, how I discovered my dominant side, and how do you inspire women to use you as, a, as their, I love this, personal sex toy. So tell us about your experience there, I mean, with, with men. Um, uh, I'll just leave it at that, open-ended.
1: Yeah, that, um, <laughs> that was something that, that's something that has changed my view of, of men as well because when I first started learning about dating advice, the way that it was taught to me and the way that I used to teach it is men are supposed to be dominant and women are supposed to be submissive. And this is something that my husband, when we were dating, he also came into the relationship with that idea. Like we came into the relationship together with that idea. And it caused some issues. We weren't very happy with how things were going. Um, And ultimately what I realized is I really prefer to be more sexually dominant, more aggressive, and in the bedroom and, and somewhat out of the bedroom. And that there's this world of submissive men probably struggling more even more than dominant men because submissive men go into the dating world and they hear all this stuff over and over again, you got to be dominant, you got to be dominant. And it's sort of mixed in with, you got to be a responsible adult, which is mm-hmm. different, you know, because dominance and submission are more sexual preferences. Right. And so, um, you know, so submission is more about just wanting someone else to take control. And I just talked about that, you know, as men, you have to be self-initiative. A lot of men, if they have even a desire to be submissive sometimes, this is something that is really missing for a lot of men. It's the least socially acceptable of the four. Like if you have dominant women and dominant men and submissive women and submissive men, submissive Mm -hmm. men is the least socially acceptable. It's pretty socially acceptable to be a dominant woman. Like when I started telling people, Hey, I discovered my dominant side, pretty much unanimously the response was, Hey, good for you. Or yeah, we knew the whole time. Mm -hmm. but no one really gave me crap, you know, but I think my husband had a little bit of a harder time. People are like, wait, what are you doing now? And, and most men wouldn't even share that. You know, we happen to be very open people. So, you know, so this again gave me a clue into what are some ways that men are struggling being marginalized in this particular area and And just not being noticed without having their needs met.
0: Now, do you find that with men, uh, the majority of them are are repressing their submissive side or that there is just a group of guys that want to kind of you know, turn over the control. I, I actually found in my dating experience that some of the most uh, aggressive women uh, out of the bedroom wanted to be kind of had their little buns paddled when inside the bedroom. I, mean, I was always surprised because I thought they had dominant personalities that they'd be that way. And and in fact, it was somewhat of somewhat of the opposite. And I'm wondering if it's just, and I've read about, you know, corporate CEOs and all that want to get, you know, want to be dominated and everything because they have to dominate everything else. Uh, Did you find any trend or pattern? uh, Have you in in your own personal experience? Uh,
1: Not really. Um, I say what I have found is that most people that I've met, including myself and my husband, you know, we have a dominant side and a submissive side that we want to explore. I mean, it's called being a switch. And so I think, um, you know, I think that's probably what I found is that these things are, are not as black and white as sometimes we wish they were. And so it's not that I find that, that the men that I talk to are repressing a certain side. It's more like, um, I mean, a lot of the men that I work with, you know, even just the idea of exploring, do you want to be dominant? Do you want to be submissive? Is is someone out of their awareness because they're like, I just want to meet a woman and then I'll figure that part out. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Got it. So, uh, but I think it's good to kind of have those conversations anyway, because the more you get a sense of who you are and what you like and what you want, the mm-hmm. more you can start to gear your flirting style towards attracting someone that's going to be compatible. So it's an individual thing.
0: Okay. Um, Last topic, uh, and then I'll let you go. Um, The friend zone. You've written about the friend zone multiple times. And, uh, you know, my opinion, I I think it's the same as yours is like, you know, the friend zone isn't a bad place to be. Uh, From my perspective is, you know, it's it's the next best thing to being uh, beyond the friend zone. But at least if you like somebody, you can be friends with them. You never know how things can turn out and they might have some cute friends or whatever, but being a friend, friends and a lot of relationships begin as a friendship and good long-term relationships have to have a friendship aspect to it. So tell us uh, your experience and your thoughts about, uh, and advice for guys about the quote unquote friend zone that a lot of guys abhor. And I personally think it's not that bad a thing because you know what? Nobody wants to be with somebody who doesn't really want to be with them the same way. So if somebody doesn't, it's not attracted to you initially and feels that you are in the friend zone, then, you know, you're going to have to like, you, you got something to work with at least. So what's your thoughts, Liz?
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I actually wrote an article that said the friend zone is the second best place you can be. Um, okay. and, and I would say not just because you get to have this person in your life, because attraction is fluid. It's a process. And when you have someone in your life, you can always attract them. And I tell a story of a, a friend of mine named Mike um, and I actually did, uh, he, he's allowed me to share using his name publicly. Um, he, uh, he and I met in college and I, we didn't date, but we kept in touch we kept in touch. And then we ended up living together in the same city. And we got together as a couple um, eight years after we first met. And I use as an example to say the mm-hmm. friend zone is never permanent. And in fact, if you're in the friend zone, um, You're much closer. You have much more possibility to Mm
2: -hmm.
1: make something happen with this woman than a stranger because she trusts you. She's already let you into her life. She's already let you into her heart, especially if you have an intimate friendship. Now you just need to create the other side of that, you know, the Mm -hmm. the sexual, the lust, the passion. Um, It's easier to create that when you already have trust. So I think the friend zone is great. And I think that if you're in the friend zone, um, you're much closer than some stranger to to having it be more than friends if you know what to do from there not everybody does but but the the odds are actually in your favor in the friend zone so that's a different take than how a lot of guys look at it but the odds are actually mm-hmm. in your favor it's a great place to be
0: okay uh fantastic i gotta tell you i'm so glad that you graced us uh on guys guys radio with your presence because you're very refreshing. I love your point of view. I love what you're doing, and uh, you know, I'm going to be kind of steering uh, the show. It's it's been about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness, similar to my blog. And I've I've actually had a lot of uh, different people in different areas, but I'm going to start skewing the show more towards men's issues. And I'd love to have you back again. I'll throw I'll throw some topics your way, and we can get into it and get some calls and all. But it's been a lot of fun, and uh, you, you're doing good work. And I hope you can. T- continue to do more and i hope we can stay in touch liz
1: thank you i would really like that this has been a lot of fun
0: all right great well thanks so much remember to promote the show afterwards because everybody can listen to it on itunes on stitcher and soon to be on TuneIn radio and also of course on blog talk radio so thanks so much liz for being our special guest and tell everybody out there where they can find you and uh all about uh, your services
1: all right well um My website is artofflirting.com and I've got a free newsletter blog. So there's lots of great stuff up there. Um, I'm going to be coming out with some new classes for men on how to date confidently. And and, um, I think the caller Josh who called in and talked about getting more confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want to jump in and plug something that I haven't even (laughs) plugged anywhere else yet, but I am going to be creating a program that specifically deals with that issue of just being able to date confidently. So definitely fantastic. get on my
0: newsletter stay tuned for that great okay well fantastic and i again i really thank you for being on the show it's been a lot of fun the uh, time went quickly and i hope we can do it again
1: yeah thank you this has been a lot of fun i hope so too
0: all right stay well liz all right okay everybody that's our show for this evening liz rave theartofflirting.com check her out uh and her writing is very good and she's got some good stuff going on there and uh she was a lot of fun. Um, Next week, we kind of turn into a different direction. As I mentioned earlier, you know, Guys, Guys Radio started with relationships, and then we got into everything, life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And I've had uh, one uh, publishing company has sent me a lot of authors on different topics, and I try to filter through the Guys, guy lens. But one woman who was on uh, a couple of months ago, she wrote a book about the, the definitive guide to angels from around the world, and her name is Marie-Angie Faralola. Bajarola. And, uh, we only scratched the surface on that topic. So I'm actually going to have her back next week because, you know, I'm all about, and the whole guys, guys movement is about better men, better world. And when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. So we're going to take on a topic like, you know, today we talked about women on the dominant side and dating, and we're going to talk about spirituality next week, a little bit for guys. And that's, that's how I want the show to be. But ultimately, we're gonna we're gonna steer the ship more towards traditional guys' subjects matter subjects dating relationships sex sports drinking gambling guy stuff uh in 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 a way that touts the wellness and how you can still be a good guy and have some fun uh, have integrity so anyhow. That's that's what we've got coming up. So anyhow, it's been a great show. I really hope you enjoy Cinco de Mayo tomorrow. And um, remember to have a great week. And as I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first.